Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Well, good morning. Today is April the 20th and welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. Uh, today we're going to look at session three on the Word of God. Uh, the last two times that we've been together, um, we looked at... Um, the issue of revelation, uh, and there's two types of revelation, general and special, general through nat nature, um, and then special um, through the Word of God, through the manifestation of Christ in the flesh, um, the living Word and the written Word. And then we looked at the issue of inspiration. Um, and today we're going to look at proofs of inspiration. Proofs of inspiration. So um, there are several proofs as to the inspiration of the Bible. And uh, these include the Bible itself. And we'll look at these. It's indestructibility. Uh, it's transmission. Uh, fulfilled prophecy. Uh, scientific accuracy. Uh, history and the lives of those who have been transformed by it. So the first one we're going to look at is the Bible itself. Um, Paul said in 2 Timothy 3.16, let me see, you got it right here, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration. And remember we talk, talked about that word inspiration it literally means God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed. And it is profitable. It is profitable for doctrine. It is profitable for reproof. It is profitable for correction. It is profitable for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You know, I hear people today, they get all upset um, uh, when it says that the man of God, you know, well, what about the woman? Well, what about the woman? Uh, women are of the race of men. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, you always wrote in the masculine. Um, that was just default. Of course, today in our politically correct society, we want to, instead of calling a policeman, we want to call him a police person or a fireman, a fire person. That's stupid. I mean, there's, we are the race of men. We are all men. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we get all crazy with that. But, um, but anyway, we see that all scripture is inspired. So the Bible itself testifies to its own inspiration. You know, as a matter of fact, the term thus says the Lord appears uh, over 3,800 times in the Bible. 3,800 times. Thus says the Lord. So number one, the Bible testifies to its own inerrancy. And then secondly, the indestructibility of the Bible is a proof of its inspiration. And I find this, to, this one to be interesting uh, throughout the centuries, 
in spite of all the events to the contrary. For example, the Roman emperor Diocletian uh, made a decree that all Bibles were to be destroyed in 303 AD. His reasoning was simply, simply that if Christians are people of the book, if we can destroy the book, then we will destroy the Christians. Of course, that did not work. Christians uh, still uh, continued uh, to grow. As a matter of fact, the more Christianity was persecuted, the faster Christianity grew. He went even so far as to raise a pillar to his success. And he had carved on the pillar extincto nomine Christianorum, which means the name of Christian is extinguished. Well, ironically, uh, 25 years later, the new Roman emperor by the name of Constantine embraced Christianity. <laughs> and commission that 50 copies of the Bible be prepared at the government's expense. So, um, he was unable to destroy the Bible. Uh, that was the Emperor Diocletian. Voltaire, uh, the French infidel, once said, In 100 years from this time, Christianity will be a thing of the past, and the only Bible left upon the earth will be found in a museum. Um, as a God-hater, he despised the Bible. He despised uh, Christianity, but he was sorely mistaken. The Bible today is the number one bestseller of all times. It is the number one selling book in the world. Um, Josh McDowell refers to these things as historic irony. Um, he made a quote. He said one time, we might as well put our shoulder to the burning wheel of the sun and try to stop it on its flaming course as to attempt to stop the circulation of the Bible. People buy the Bible. The number one best-selling book in the world. Um, uh, the Bible also says, and uh, I like this verse in Isaiah 40 and verse number 8, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Uh, the word of God stands forever. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The word of God stands forever. Isaiah 55 and verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that for which I please, and it shall prosper the thing whereunto I sent it. So the indestructibility of the Bible is a proof of its inspiration. Another proof of the inspiration of the Bible is its transmission. That is the way that the Bible has been passed down through the centuries, through the copying of the autographs, 
or what is that's known that is called transmission the way it was transmitted down through the centuries in other words from the autographs the original writings to what we have today and it's obvious that god has indeed preserved his word by the hands of dedicated copyists those were people who copied the word of god letter for letter the discovery of the dead sea scrolls in 1947 revealed that the copies of the scriptures that we hold in our hands today are incredibly accurate incredibly accurate when compared to the oldest known copies um, however with this discovery came even older copies that date back all the way to the first century okay um the scribes and the scholars who did most of the copying over the centuries, they had means, they had methods to ensure accuracy. For example, copies of the Pentateuch, uh, which were meant to be read in the synagogues, were written on skins. They were written on skins. These were rolls that were sewn together with string made from clean animals and could only be prepared by a Jew. Every one was to contain a certain number of columns. They were not to be shorter than 48 lines and not to be more than 60 lines. And in breadth, they were to be not to be more than 30 letters. It was to also be written only in black ink. They were so careful with the process that in order for a copy to be considered authentic and worthy to be read in the synagogue, there could not be even one deviation from the original codex. No word or letter, not even a yacht, was to be written from memory. The scribe had to look at the codex each and every time, each and every letter. He could not do anything from memory. Furthermore, it was stated that the copyist must also sit in full Jewish dress throughout the entire process. He was to wash his whole body and not to begin the name of God with a pen that was newly dipped in ink. Because it might be, you know, it might the ink might blotch or splotch on the, uh, on the, uh, on the paper, and should even a king address him while writing that name, he must take no notice of him. He was not to be interrupted. The roles that failed uh, to meet the above criterion, in other words, they lost count. They didn't look at each and every letter as they were copying it. Maybe the ink ran on, on, the, uh, on the page. Um, they were condemned to be buried, burned, and banished. Now, some of these were sent over into the schools and were used as reading books, but they were not to be allowed into the synagogue. Uh, this method of copying continued until the invention of the movable printing press, the movable type print printing press 
by Johann Gutenberg in Germany in the 15th century. As a matter of fact, you know what the first book was that came off of the Gutenberg press? The Gutenberg Bible. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So today we've looked at the the proofs of inspiration, transmission, um, the Bible itself, and its indestructibility. We'll look at a few more next time. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.